welcome to a special bonus episode of The Map of You. Last week, when I spoke to Aiden Sullivan, there was simply too much extraneous conversation for me to let it go, or to cut it down into some pithy snippets. So I'm going to include it here. I've done very minimal editing, so it's a little bit rougher than usual. But we talk about everything from drinking with your parents, to how to make a shrub, to planning for a wedding, to all kinds of stuff, really. So I'm just going to throw it in there. We joined this conversation that was already in, in progress last week. Enjoy. you end up in Sydney? Well, you see, there was a bunch of terrible decisions in Canada. There was an ill-fated trip to the UK where I had the wrong kind of visa and I was ordered out of the country instead of staying in holiday. And then my dad was like, hey, why don't you go see that girl in Australia that you talk to all the time? Which was A, both a good decision and eventually a bad decision. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, this guy came over, was a tourist, was a student, uh, and now I'm a permanent resident. I've been here for 14 years. Oh, right on. That's very cool. It's one of those things where I've now been here longer than I've been anywhere else. Right on. That's very cool. I'm very impressed. I have major culture shock moving from Minnesota to the Carolinas, so I am very impressed with going from one country to another. Especially Australia. I, I don't know. I feel like the time difference would just totally fuck me up. No, what really fucks me up, though, is that the seasons are not different in a way that Northern North American seasons are. I spent a good chunk of my life in areas where, you know, you had winter, and then you had a brief period of spring, and then you had three months of construction, and then it was fall, and it was winter again. So, you don't realize how much you use that to dictate the time that you that you've been through like I was like I had been here for three years and I was still in the mindset of like before they went how long have you been here oh not too long just like a, 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 a three years because it's just been summer <laughs> it's been an endless summer whereas now I'm like I'm, I can tell a difference enough that it's like okay I know when I'm supposed to be wearing a jacket I know where sometimes we'll have to bring out the heater because these houses don't have insulation now for example we're in the middle of summer and doing the math quickly uh, it was 106 degrees yesterday what yep <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. That's too much, man. Yeah. See, currently I've got we've got a little mobile air conditioner that we kind of move around from room to room, and it's currently in the living room, and I'm in the dining room that's next to it, and it's there because it'll screw up the recording with the noise. But I can't not have it on, or I might die. <laughs> <laughs> we we keep thinking, you know, um, we're getting married in the in the hot minute here, and we're like kind of looking. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. And we're looking at tentative honeymoons for next year. And one of us floated Australia and we're like, it's like, it's hot and there's spiders. And I just. But. And it takes like forever to like. It does take a long time fly to fly there. here. But I, I, <laughs> I can say that we we can be at like hearing Chris talk about the, the cruise and stuff on Ajax. I'm like, yeah, you could get by in Australia. Although prepare, prepare yourself for some major sticker shock because everything is more expensive because our dollar is so weak. Yeah. So it's like, you know, a Coke from a machine is going to be, you know, $2.50 from there on up. Like my mom came over and my mom is, is a, an especially 
thrifty person anyway. And the idea of paying like $18 for a hot breakfast at a cafe is like, she looked at it and she's like, doing the mom thing of, no, 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 I'll pay. Oh, oh, don't worry about it. You know, I'll, I'll pay. And then she gets the ticket. <laughs> it's just like her eyebrows go up and I'm like, do you want us to put in? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. You know, it's just, it's, uh, it's a bit more than I expected. You know, just, just, just a bit, eh? And I'm just like, yes, I know. <laughs> Christ. Did you listen to that horrible movie to Pluto song that I sent you? I did. And I actually didn't mind it. <laughs> it's like non-ironically one of my favorite songs ever. And it's 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 so bad, but it's like so like perfectly two thousand and seven, and like mm-hmm. so perfectly Minnesota ska scene in two thousand seven, <laughs> which is so that's so bad, and yet I really like listening to people talk about things that they're really passionate about. It doesn't really matter what it's about. Oh my god, me too. Yeah, <laughs> I've talked about this on a previous episode. I was like, for example, when I go to get my hair cut at this barber shop, I love hearing the old guys like bullshit about sports even though I don't follow the sports that they're talking about. Totally. Like talking about, oh, you know, this this team that they've followed since 1972, and, you know, they had this coach in the early 80s, and that was just a shambles, and it was so glad when it was over. And naming these players and, like, having that recognition of one of them, like, saying a name and the other's going, oh, Christ, here we go. And I'm just listening, I'm like, I don't know any of this, but it's fascinating. Yeah, it's like, I always like to watch championship games of sports I don't watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, I'm really into baseball, and that's kind of it. Baseball and pro wrestling, but pro wrestling doesn't count. Hey, 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 pro wrestling totally counts. (laughs) (laughs) I was at the Super Bowl, I was watching the World Cup, I was watching the NBA championships. Because I like watching people be psyched about stuff. Like, um, here in North Carolina, there's a huge college basketball following. Okay. Which I don't care about college basketball at all, but I really want to go to a Duke versus UNC game, because that sounds amazing. I like being surrounded by people who are passionate about things. It's exciting to me. And because I don't care about Duke or UNC, it doesn't, like, I have no skin in the game and I don't care who wins or loses. You just want everyone to have a good time. (laughs) I do. I was asked, like, I asked this before the Super Bowl. I was like, okay, who do I want to win? Everyone. Oh, Atlanta? Okay. And then, you know. And then my heart was broken. I was like, this is why I only care about professional wrestling. (laughs) Because even if somebody loses, they're still going to come out and, like, chair somebody on the back. And it's like... Exactly! And then if, like, you know, I'm really unhappy, I'm just going to be like, oh, it's fake anyway. Who cares? Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) And then there's a a special level of enjoyment in griping about a good, like, a good pay-per-view with a shitty ending. Right? It's like that turn. Like where it's like, you know, it's, it's amazing, it's amazing, and oh, they did this, and I am so mad. And you're like, <laughs> yes, that is the exact right way you should feel in this mode. This is how they want you to feel. Even after the pay-per-view, like the next day, the same people are still going to be around, yeah. you know? <laughs> Even if they lose a Loser Leaves Town match, they'll be back, trust right. me. <laughs> they will have like 17 different chances. It's all good. <laughs> I have a um, pretentious cousin who's like 17, uh, some of for Christmas and I was like talking about wrestling with Chris or whatever and and he was like I just don't know why people would like it because it's fake and and Chris goes yeah so is Game of Thrones no one says that about that (laughs) oh speaking of which they made a joke on a how-to wrestling Royal Rumble review that Neville is now basically Game of Thrones like he watched a whole bunch of Game of Thrones when his time was off and now he's come back and decided to be a king and I may have mocked them up a house Neville gravity forgot us sigil 
just just a gold Aww. a gold plane on a purple background. I'm so glad that he like he's from the mirror universe where like you just grow a beard and then you're evil. Oh, and it also shaped the sides of his head so you can see his, yeah. his uh, dark elf ears. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it. I just I love professional wrestling. I really got into it back in like 2014. I'm a, I'm a newbie. And the thing is, you, you got into it into in a good time, frankly. Yeah. There is so much good wrestling right now. No, I had a really... So I, I had a semester abroad. I lived in London. And I had, like, a terrible time. Like, I hated... I was 20... How old was I? I was 23. And everyone else in the program was 19, which is a huge age difference. Oh, yes. It's, like, just in terms of I've been able to drink... <laughs> <laughs> legally for a couple years like I've already gotten like the binge drinking out of my system but like all these 19 year olds just like wind club all the time and I'm like let's you know I'd like to bake pancakes <laughs> so you can feed them when they're terribly hungover from all of their uh, vodka cranberries right? the next day so I had this like I had this horrible time I just didn't connect with anyone and that's when I met Kieran Chiak oh cool and yeah, and he was like, hey, there's this, you know, wrestling event. I had been dating Chris for only like six months at the time. And like, he was always trying to get me into wrestling. And I was like, not super psyched about it. Kieran was like, oh, there's this wrestling thing in London that I'm going to come down from Manchester. You should come with us. So I went with, and it was Kazuchika Okada okay. wrestling Austin Aries. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, that was my first wrestling show. Oh, wow. <laughs> And I was like, oh, this is the greatest thing in the entire world. And like, I've been hooked ever since. Live wrestling is just so special. It is. If you, you get a good one, it's so great. Right? And then like, I found this really sketchy wrestling promotion called Lucha Britannia. Oh boy. And I would take the train to, I would take to uh, Bethnal Green and like walk behind all these warehouses. It was so sketchy. <laughs> in the, one of these warehouses, there was like this tiny wrestling ring and a bunch of masked wrestlers who would, you know, hang out every month. It was very fun. I don't have any ownership of it, but I have this connection to UK indie wrestling that just like, it makes me really happy. Like, you know, we're thinking about going to London on our honeymoon. And so, and I can be like, oh yes, well, I know all, all the good spots. All the yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get, to be, get to be the conquering hero, the cool kid coming back. Where it's like, if I walk down the street and I knock on a third brick, a door is open and we can buy $20 cocktails. Right? It was absolutely my Harry Potter moment. I am having my one beer of the week. <laughs> my post-dinner one beer. If I have two, I'll get way goofy. But if I have one, it's okay. See, I, I think it's the heat, but I've actually been drinking on weekdays more often than I normally do, purely because it's like... You get home and it's an old brick house, so it's like an oven inside, and you crank up the AC. Like I'll sit there and I'll go, "Oh my god, all I want is gin and tonic right now." So I'll make one, and then I end up having like three on a weeknight. That's the whole point of it. That's exactly how I feel living in the South, coming from Minnesota, where there's like very distinct seasons. Like it gets really hot in the summer and really cold in the winter, and like it's been, it's February. And this week, it's gone from like 70 to 30, back to 60. I don't fucking get it. I live in a strange area. In the summer, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'm just dying now. I, I guess this is just how it is. I've heard good things about medicinal alcohol. There's actually, there's a, a it's called the Durham Distillery. They only do gin. Nice. And I'm really excited for it to be gin weather consistently mm -hmm. because... I'm. I will be bringing some into our into our humble abode. <laughs> Good idea. It's totally worth it. 
Cause yeah, it's like there, there was there were certain times where I'll be like, you know, oh, you know, I just want a beer, and I look at the beer that I have, and I go, no, if I take two sips of that, I'm gonna feel incredibly bloated, and I'll like feel the hops under my eyeballs, and I'll be like, no, no, gin and tonic, cucumber, lemon. Get yeah, into it. no, that's just refreshing. That's what you know. That's what the people have done. That's the point of gin and tonics. Yeah, I think was it wasn't it like it was uh, the English in India. Yeah. That would do that, where it's like they'd put the quinine tonics in because they would all melt from the humidity. Exactly, and malaria. Oh yes, there's that. To keep malaria. Pfft, who cares about malaria? <laughs> <laughs> in Charleston, South Carolina, there's this really good restaurant called Husk. That's a favorite of ours. They had this thing called Dragoon Punch. Okay. And <laughs> and we looked it up. It's it was like the recipe's been around since you know the 1600s since. Mm. Uh, the colonial era. We always get it because you it tastes like iced tea, mm-hmm. but it's pure booze. <laughs> it it's it's like two different kinds of brandy, rum. I think there I think there's black tea, That'll lemon, <laughs> right? And it's that's all it is. And because that's what they drank because the water was terrible because they lived in a swamp. But you'll have like you'll be like, oh yeah, I'll have like three of these, and then you'll just be like passed out on the side of the street in Charleston. You cannot drink them if you are driving anywhere. You can't sustain Mm-mm. that. But they also have shrubs. Oh yes. Which are non-alcoholic vinegar-based cocktails. Yeah. And they're really good. Chris was telling you about that. You guys had like a strawberry shrub that you guys were liking. Mm Mm-hmm. I make my own fruit syrup. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's just equal parts fruit and equal parts sugar. And then you put it in a bowl and you put it on your counter and then you just stir it every day. And then eventually the fruit breaks down and you just pour it off and it's just syrup. That's the cold method. And then you combine that with different kinds of vinegar. So like for strawberry, you use red wine and balsamic. I was gonna say balsamic, yeah. And then you just add sparkling water. Nice. I like being crafty. I'm making a whole, like a huge batch of like three different kinds for our wedding because I have a bunch of sober people in my family and then, you know, a bunch of people who don't want to get shit faced mm-hmm. in my wedding. Yep. So weird, I don't know, I'm paying for it, so. <laughs> you think so. Open bar means, <laughs> means just like, you know, power drink but no not always because some people are like no we're informal where we have to act at least halfway normal actually speaking of weddings and and heat and stuff i was at a wedding in the hunter valley which is a, a wine region here a couple of weeks ago and for the wedding day it was it was in this beautiful like old stone chapel like colonial chapel and they had opened up the back so you could have extra rows and it was 39 degrees and with, with that's in um in celsius what would be in Fahrenheit? It'd be a lot, right? It's a lot. <laughs> and we were all in suits and, you know, dresses and stuff. So hang on, here we go. Yeah, it's 102. So That's, that's, that's too much. The, the groom <laughs> had a dedicated groomsman whose only job was to hand him a towel so he could wipe off his face during the vows. And then, like, just as we were waiting, because, like, all the, the bridal party went to get changed for the reception, and we all kind of stood around and, like, brought around trays of champagne and stuff. And then out of nowhere, there was a thunderstorm. It all right. just started raining and blowing and lightning and thunder and everything. And we were all kind of huddling under the eaves of this old church. And, and it was very weird. And then it went right back to heat after that. So we went to the reception and their five tiny air conditioning units were just struggling to keep this 180 people in a stone room from not dying. <laughs> and yeah, I remember it's like I had maybe like two or three glasses of red wine. And then I just switched to water, and I actually drank so much water I gave myself the hiccups. And uh, it's not a good look if you're at a wedding with an open bar and you can't finish a sentence without. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have 
really, really intense hiccups that like, like they sound like I'm dying. So I understand. Do you I get, get the ones where it's like you're, you'll be talking and your mouth will be open, so you get that what sound, and it's yep. like, oh. And you're like, no, no, it's just the hiccups. I'm not trying to like be weird. Whatever. <laughs> Nothing ruins your credibility like a big loud hiccup in the middle of a sentence. Right? Like you could you could be saying it's like E equals M C squared. And it's just like no, yep. no go home, you're yep. drunk. Yep. <laughs> I'm not a big drinker mm-hmm. until I'm like in a group of people. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason I immediately revert back to like because I, I never see people because you know, all my friends are so scattered. So I immediately revert back to like college and it's like, oh yeah, like this is what you do at parties. You just like drink a lot and then I have like eight beers and then I'm just gone <laughs> it's the it's so embarrassing it's like because it's like it really never happens mm-hmm. over Christmas I had a bunch of I, I saw a bunch of people because I went home I was like making dinner and we were drinking wine and I'm a beer drinker never a wine drinker for so I was like oh yeah like I'm having like two like three four small glasses of wine this is like not a, not much booze at all. Spoiler, it was a ton of booze and I blacked out. No. Yeah, I'm I'm 26 years old. Like this is it's too like I'm way too old to be blackout drunk anywhere, especially my parents' house. <laughs> See, it, was so, it was so so bad. Like I woke up in the morning and it, like my dad was mad at me and I didn't know why. It was oh, it was so <laughs> embarrassing. Oh man. And like, and you can't tell, like, when you don't live at home, and the first thing you do upon getting home is get shit-faced, you, like, you can't be like, no, I know, I don't do this, I don't do this, like, I I usually just, like, sit at home and, like, play board games with my fiancé. Like, our signature drink is non-alcoholic. Like, you can't come back from that, like, it's not... That's a dangerous precedent. Oh, it's so bad. Like, I think my dad still thinks I'm an alcoholic. It's just, oh, it's it's so embarrassing. Like, my mom got it because, you know, she's my mom and she's cool. But, like, I just... Uh. Do you get the, it, it's, it's okay, you know, you can talk to me. It's like, I don't need to talk to you. Right, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's, it's there's no way of saying... I'm not an alcoholic that doesn't make you sound like, like an a alcoholic. alcoholic. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I'm like, no, there's, uh, there, like, ask the person who lives with me. Like, we have a bottle of bourbon in the house and I only use it for cooking. <laughs> I buy a six pack of beer. It lasts two months. I don't do this. I just, you know, and then you go and you hang out with people who do drink all the time, and you're like, I can keep up. No, 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 you can't. no, no, you can't. no, Aiden, you can't keep up with anyone. You're an idiot. See, I, I'm happy to be at the age now where I can go out and have a bunch of beers with my friends, and I feel like it's, I get the, the rubber band drunkenness, where it's like, you're drinking, and you're drinking, and you're drinking, and it's stretching, and it's stretching, and it's stretching, and you're fine, you're completely fine, you're not slurring, you're not... Mm-hmm. You're making sense. You're not tipsy. Nothing. And then, like halfway home, that rubber band will snap. Yep. It'll hit you like a train. Like I've I've had it happen where it's like I've gotten home, you know, put my keys on the on the table by the door, sat down on the couch, and felt all the booze come rushing in, and just sort of swayed there for a minute and went, oh, oh, I've been drinking all night. Ah, <laughs> uh, I should go home. I should like go to bed. Exactly. It's like <laughs> there's a shower, and then there's my bed, 
and that's it. <laughs> I'm not even going to try. I'm like, you know, the shoes can stay where they are. <laughs> Just go to bed. I'm kind of like training myself for this wedding coming up in a couple months. You're doing the equivalent of drinking chin-ups. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be around people. It's going to be a celebratory occasion, and it's going to be like really, you know, it's going to be good. But I always like just get overexcited, and then and of course like if you're drinking, the more you drink, the more you think you can drink. Mm-hmm. One beer, Aiden can stop. Two beers, Aiden thinks she can have three beers. <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> so I'm so I'm like okay, I'm training myself to only have one drink, and then I will just switch two mocktails, which I will provide myself, mm-hmm. and then we will all be okay. Balance with water. That's the trick. Right. You what know, one beer, one water. One beer, one water. That okay. way, you, you have ballast in it. It balances out. And always eat beforehand. Always, always, always. Exactly. Because the worst, both the worst feeling and the worst hangover comes from like two glasses of wine, but no dinner. Like, say you, you had lunch, <laughs> and then like at the end of the workday, because it's a Friday, they're like, "Oh, we're going to have like you know wine and cheese and stuff." And I had two glasses of wine, but it was on an empty stomach. I then go home and have dinner and it's no problem. The next day I feel wretched and I'm just like, this is not fair. This should not be happening. (laughs) I don't deserve this. 